Hey friends, thank you so much for coming through and welcome to the Great Day Podcast. I'm your friend and host, Mayor K. Today we have with us the band Zusha. We got Shlomo and Zach and we're going to delve deep in their creative journey and their souls and their messages. But before we do, a quick shout out to our sponsors. First off, we have Munch Media, a full video production company. They do everything in-house from the idea, pre-production, post-production. They do it all from docs, music videos. They even filmed this uh, this podcast itself. You can find this podcast, the video of it, on my YouTube channel. I work with them constantly, and Menachem Weinstein, the man behind Munch Media, is an incredible human, and he's incredible to work with, super creative, and uh, it's always a joy to work with Munch Media. You can find out more information at Munch, munchmedia.net. That's munchmedia.net. And our second sponsor is Yona Tees. Yona Tees is an apparel company whose mission is simply to make you smile. I love that. I, 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 that's, my, that's my mission too. That's why I love these guys. You can head over to yonatees.com. That's Y-O-N-A-T-E-E-S.com for amazing products including comfortable Jewish t-shirts and apparel, posters and stickers featuring rabbis, inspirational quotes, and humorous sayings. I have a couple of those and they're awesome. And... If you use the code Mayor K15, that's Mayor K M E I R K A Y 15, Mayor K15 at checkout, you'll get 15% off. That's right. All you Mayor K listeners at the Great Day Podcast, just type in Mayor K15 at checkout for get, to get 15% off. Do so. Check out yonatees.com for, for some really cool t shirts, posters, stickers, all the good stuff, and it'll be sure to make you smile. So, Zusha. My good friends who make up the band, lead singer Shlomo and guitarist Zacharia, Zach, they're two incredible, genuine, and may even say holy souls who are reviving old forgotten tunes and they're creating original music that connects deep to one's essence. I mean, I really had a great time with these guys talking about their personal journeys, their music, and beautiful concepts about sharing the music that we all have deep within. Sitting with them in this intimate space and time was really a blessing and I'm so honored and privileged to be able to share this with you right here, right now. Like we are live, yes. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, in the beautiful home of Zach, Zacharia, Shlomo. Together you guys make... Zosha. Thanks so much for hosting and having me, for being on the podcast, guys. Yeah, really course. appreciate it. It's a privilege. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So what did Dover do to moms to change your lives? <laughs> I jump right in. Without wasting time, it's great. We have Sfarim on the table, some water. Shall we get married in a few weeks? Yeah. Life. Life is happening. Wow. But we're jumping around really. I wanted to like just uh Yeah. What's what's going on in your life? Dover first of all, it's like the question most people, their number one question is who is Dover? What does he do? What has he done? Yeah, who's this man? Yeah, <laughs> I've told the story a number of times. Like, you, you, you can share it. Oh, you know what to tell it? No, no, no. <laughs> um, so there's many ways to tell the story. There's the abridged version. There's the lengthy version. Um, there was this man. <laughs> and we had just finished our first world tour wow. on our second album, Kavana. And Zach brought someone in and he said, hey guys, meet my friend Dover. And to me, I thought that meant that they were friends for a long time. 
Apparently they met outside. <laughs> in the alleyway. I feel like you guys do have that energy though. You know, people yeah. who spend either little little or a lot of time with you feel like friends. You know? yeah. no, I was like, wow. They probably went. I had in my mind like Oh, they went to Yeshiva together, maybe childhood friends. I had no idea. Well, I went outside after the show because I left something on the stage. And the place was empty. It was like a couple hours after we played. And there was just one guy still there. Just like, as if the concert was still happening. He was just like, wow. He was just like still watching it almost. And I was like, hey, you know, what's going on? He's like, oh, hey, I'm Joe Berry. Nice to meet you. I was like, what are you doing here, man? Come, <laughs> come hang out with us, you know? So when Zach introduced him, like, it's a beautiful thing about Zach is he gives so much cover to, to the stranger, to the same cover that he would give to a lifelong friend. So that was my intro to Dover. It seems like he was a lifelong friend of Zach. Mm-hmm. So like, hi, Dover, great to meet you. And, then, and, and, and in the meantime, I was in a, my own little world in the room playing my little ukulele that I was obsessed with at that point in time. And, um, and I was... I was sitting with another friend actually from LA, a friend of Zach as well, and I was writing something. I was in the middle. Something was coming down. The the muse was singing, and uh, the music was flowing, and I didn't have words yet. All I had was these chords, and maybe the melody had started. And then Dover starts sharing about his relationship to our music, and at first he he was really like disinterested in even hearing it. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, right. It's good music. Like, yeah." Sure. Jewish, Jewish music. Jewish music. I don't want to hear any Jewish music. And uh, yeah, he has like a millennial uh, taste buds for music. So it's sometimes that could be hard for Jewish music. And that, but he had a friend who was going through depression or some some really hard time in his life. And your request is like, Dover, please, man, please listen to this music. It's speaking to me. And if I know it also speaks to you, I feel a little bit better. And like, I don't know. But then he was re- this guy was really in a hard time. And then Dover, Dover finally gave in. He listened and he said, but listen, before you listen, I'm locking you in this room. Like, you got to listen to it until it hits. If it doesn't hit, you're not allowed to leave the room. That's my, that's my request. Mm. Basically, wow. <laughs> he, he was in jail. Sushi jail. <laughs> 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 like, something. I don't know. Must. He said it took like 10, 20 times or something. And like, he, he like felt it. He felt it. It was on replay or whatever. And then he had a whole story. You want to tell the story? It could be like this tagline. If position music doesn't work for you the first time around, just give it another 19 tries. <laughs> well, he told us a whole story, which I don't think it's so shocked to say right now. But needless to say, it was just like a very, we were, this was like our 14th or 15th show. It was like towards the end. And we were just playing the same music every single night. And music is something that's so impromptu and so, on the spot and, and it's like in the moment being present so it's hard to sort of recreate that constantly so he, his message in his story was just like you have to appreciate even the, the one song that you have and, and don't get caught up on like the whole thinking about a whole set and thinking about the next album and thinking about what do you, what do you have to do in the future just like hold on to one small thing and for us at that time that's like exactly what we needed to hear and while I was writing this song that was like, oh, like now, now it's complete because this song and the message of the song, as noted in the chorus, like which is nigunim hayotzimin alev, wordless melodies that exit the heart, that come from the heart, emanate from the heart, nichnasim alev, enter the heart, which means that 
it's really an ode to what we're doing in its totality. And when he spoke that message, like Zach was saying, and like he left us with that, with that takeaway, like, don't worry about all the songs, just worry about one at a time. Like the one that's affecting you, let that speak. And I was in the middle of that one mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And now, and that's why it's like, in a certain way, he reminded us of why we're doing this in the first place. And that's why mom has changed our life. Wow. So he, he reminded us that one song could, if it changes your life, it could change someone else's life. And so let each song do it, do its thing. And at the right time, you'll have that collection of songs in which you can put on an album. But like, let each one c- come in its time and don't force it, don't push it. Right. And that was really beautiful. And then, and then I started to like, after he finished the story and got to his punchline about this message, I was like, wow. And I was like, and I'm like, Mama, sing it. It was very honest. Like I'm, ta- like I was talking to him. to him. I was actually singing to Dover. In that moment, I found the words for that melody that I was kind of writing as he was telling the story. And it was like Dover, and the whole room like felt like felt it. Like it was the song was coming as a message was coming from someone other than me. And then like, but now I'm singing back to him. And Alicia right was like, thing, and then there was a. Yeah, like a trombone or something. Uh, uh, what to know? Trombone, trumpet. trumpet, and the funny thing about this guy, Ar- it was Ari, a jam. Ari, yes, what, what, what's his name? Ari Hurston. Hurston. Ari, Ari, Ari. So he actually became like a famous writer right after that. Wow. <laughs> he published a book. So, all, but but <laughs> it was from Dover. Day, the next day, from Dover. With with a niggin, once you have nigunim melodies, all of a sudden you can have the blessings to be a famous writer. Here's the thing. Bam, bam. We write <laughs> melodies and, and we write a lot of songs. And it happened to be the next day we were going to Joshua Tree. We were in California and we were going to film a couple of live performances. So, of course, like us, like last minute, like we didn't know what we were going to play. <laughs> and this song, Shlomo really... Um, I was hooked on it. I was like, yeah, it's, it's part of I was like, wow. he was like, we got to... I was like trying to do a Bob Marley cover. <laughs> and he's like... Let's do this dope bear song. It's like, all right. And so the next day we recorded it and then we put it out. And then like months later, somebody sent us a video of like him at the Valshantov's cover and just being like, Valshantov. They changed it to Valshantov. Sure, they then, adapted it to wherever they were. Yeah. Yeah. Sidon thinks the melody is called Valshantov. Yeah. So, so you think, you think well, it's not what music is or like in any yeah. art form like you create it, you put it out there and then it's really less, it's not about you anymore. It's, yeah. it's what how people interact with it and, and how it changes them. I mean, and, and we all know that you guys, uh, you just got released, like Spotify just like shared like over a million streams of, of Brazilia from around the world, like over 70 countries. And that's just Spotify. Not just Spotify. No, that, no, that, 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 that is just Spotify that is alone. Just Spotify. Of course, we're not talking about YouTube and any other type of streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, but all the CDs we got out Oh, there. the albums, man, <laughs> Jamaica world, and the maintenance for sure. Eichel's. Um, <laughs> just like, it's, <laughs> it's just like off the charts. But it's incredible, like the reach, right? That that that, that your music has t- that amount of people, whether any type of walk of life, Jewish and yeah. people aren't. A, a but Jewish the Dover thing. message is forget about a million, just focus on one. Bring it back, Zach. But wait, wait, but bring I, well, let me bring a Jason no Silva. Let me chat with Jason Silva. That listens right. to one song is like sure. more than enough. Yeah, of course. Do you know even. Jason Silva? Jason Silva. Yeah, he's yeah, like a futurist. He's, he's, he's like you. Man, I love him. Of course, I actually bumped into him in Union Square. We were filming a video. Long story short, love Jason. Union Square. Yeah, I bumped into. That's him. where yeah. that's where we bumped. Of course, we're that's not in Kanye. Exactly, that's true. Right. For Jason Silva, I was for a period of time. I was like deep, like a few weeks. Brain I was games. like, yeah, yeah. dude, I was so into his ma- like because I loved how he brought video 
it was as an extension of the idea he was sharing. It wasn't like some random, it was like always like woven. Anyways, he had this idea that what is a billionaire? Someone who's affected a billion people. Not a person who has a billion dollars in his pocket, but someone who's affected a billion people in the world. Sure, I love that. So you're, Zusha you're just became millionaires. We just became millionaires. We just became millionaires. We just became millionaires. Right. Yeah, Why? Because we affected yeah. each person. Mm. We affected each listener in that moment in time. And that's and a million people were affected in that one moment of time for them. So like Beautiful. So taking Zach's message of one. That moment has happened for a million times this year. One time, but a million yeah. times over. Yes. Each person had that one. Yes. Yeah, that's the dope message for sure. And that's why all the zeros are only, uh, oh, the one is only in value with all the zero. Like when we realize that we're like, it's not about me having a million. It's about giving one over. It's all the zeros of giving over to someone else and put that one in the front, some, the other person, and then you're a million. Aloof for shalom. Aloof for shalom. So, I mean, that's, that's an incredible mindset and way of being in life. Is it, was this the, always the way you had to get to this point or did you get lost for a bit along like I mean becoming a celebrity I lost today <laughs> I just got found just right now you know you get lost in the music like how do you stay humble how do you keep this grounded mindset that yes you know we're just you know it's all about that one person it's not about messing with you how do you stay connected to that message friendship I agree Period. <laughs> Nothing agree. else needs like to be said. Okay, you need balance. Dude. You need someone in your life that can tell you that that's a bad idea, and not because they're because they care about you, and they're not worried about hurting your feelings. They care about you, and they want to tell you the truth, the honest truth. Yeah, you need a lot of those people. Mm, it's awesome. worth it to spend a million dollars for one friend. To spend a million dollars to like to get the the preciousness of one person in the world. And would you say, so Zach? Zach, is that for you and Shalom for Zach? <laughs> I spent a million hours. I spent a, on this episode. Uh, the real story. I spent a million hours for sure. A million hours, right, a million yeah. minutes, a million seconds at least. So let's, let's get back before before there was uh, Zusha. I mean, and all that. There was what it was 2011, and there was a Judah Blues, Judah Blue Band. I had been Judah Blue. Yeah. Judah Blue. I literally went down the YouTube rabbit hole, oh. and like this is like pre Shlomo, like beard days. Rocking out a plaid shirt in the middle of field, <laughs> falling. Yeah. Yaniv Hoffman, like yeah, yeah Jericho. We love him. Love so him. we're getting married one week apart from each other. Like one week apart. We like, have this one week apart thing where basically he's getting married a week before me in Israel, mm-hmm. like the, the Thursday night before, and we were just in South Africa, and he went a week after. We were just there. We have this like week thing going. Wow, on. seven week creation of world life <laughs> coming together. Seven days in the tent. Forty wow. days. Okay, mm-hmm. forty days. Seven times seven. Um, but that's bring, that's but that's I mean that's where it really you know comes down to you know like hey friendship you guys were on this journey I'm main I'm main um, but like from from 2011 you guys you know had this band that was going strong what was like the progression from there I know 2012 you guys like, you had changes and I seen the music video by the way still up there for all those who are listening and watching like. I would change. say it happens change. every day now. Yo, and then they said I knew how. <laughs> that's how to stay alive. Uh, on the rooftop and together. I mean, a lot of change happened because, like, from 2011, from falling to 2012, you had the beard already. So I wonder what took place during that year. Was that just like a hipster thing before the hipster movement? Came I think the out? last song was Oneness. Oh, was yeah, it? But we're still holding on to that. <laughs> the um, but what happened with um. So during that time, you guys were together. You guys met during by Chabad of the Dowry. Is that um, how did you guys all? How did you connect actually? And even I met in. Pre, I, th- I don't know if it was preschool. I think it might. It was like we were very young, maybe like third or fourth grade, maybe yeah. even lower. At our friend Daniel Greenbloom's birthday, 
I believe, and mm-hmm. Daniel, and I met Yaniv there. Um, we re-met again when he came to my school in seventh grade, uh, or maybe it was sixth, I think it was seventh grade, and he wanted to uh, to check out the Hebrew Academy where I was going, and uh, we instantly connected. Somehow the first day he came and was visiting, we just connected, and like we, we've been close friends ever since. Like Judah Blue is only one expression of our friendship, but our friendship has lasted and maintains, and Mias Hashem will be forever. So, like, so Judah Blue ha- has been on pause. For sure. It may return. Totally. Bam, we'll get back together. All right. You heard or it maybe, here, maybe, or maybe, or maybe Zusha, Zusha will, will, will do at least one song, if not many, with, with Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. We'll do special things together. But uh, we've definitely already performed together in different beautiful occasions. Uh, right. But uh, that relationship is like a really, uh, really beautiful relationship. He was actually the, one of the first friends, uh, like Hasidic friends, the person who really like, who we, we related on that higher consciousness and wanted to like do big things together. So that's where Judah Blue started. Mm. And it started, we would jam, we would do, we, what's it called? When you busk, we were busking. We were busking, yeah. We were busking on the downtown Silver Spring. No way. Yeah, and I would play saxophone. Yeah, yeah, I heard you play, yeah, you play yeah, sax. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe we'll hear yeah. a little, little something, something. That's cool. All right, all right. Um, or maybe one of the tracks. You know, what about the, the saxophone yeah. stage? Have you... Uh... We we want to. We like. want to. Yeah. My saxophone needs oh. some tuning up. If anyone wants to sponsor it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Throw it out there. Throw it out there. If anyone wants to, I would love a, yeah, no, mine is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty so deteriorated. I think I need a new one. So. Okay. Just down. bring out there. All right. Sam Ash, uh, you know, Sam Amazon. Ash, guitar, Sam they, they got some saxes over there. Um, so you guys, fine. I mean, for sure. Reverse. I love how you said that. There's one. That's one expression of your friendship. Sometimes we like to box things in. Oh, yeah. Connection, personality. Just like, this is it. No, it's many facets to a friendship and to to growth. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I won't put it in your mouth, but it could not exist without Judah Blue or any type of experience that you've had. That was was a precursor for me to realize how powerful music can be. Mm -hmm. And he really taught me that message. Um, One of the things Yaniv left me off with, like, a message that I I feel like Yaniv really helped me understand, and Zach already understood when I met him, but they've been getting to appreciate more is that the most important part of a song is not the notes that you play it's the notes you choose not to uh, and that's something I remember Yaniv told me and it's like it gets deeper and deeper the more I realize that that's true and uh, even over the progression of our albums thus far I, th- I think you can even hear it like let's say like in the first album Kavan, uh, Zusha Eponymous so you'll hear that there's a lot of like soloing that I do, like vocal solos. But the more, as the albums progress, you'll hear less of that. Because there's like, for me personally, on my journey, I think um, I've just con- started with Judah Blue, but it, it's only continued. It's, it's one hemshach, it's one long progression of trying to grow in music, trying to grow in authenticity. And, and you know, the friendship with Zach has been tremendous. Tremendous. Growing. And understanding myself, understanding my relationship to music and the power of music. Started with Yaniv, but it's also continuing with Zach and, right, and totally. it's growing, yeah. And in part of that journey though, I mean I know initially there was there was a third, there was like Alicia that was part of the whole yeah. social crew and like that was something that huge, huge. The trifecta. Yeah, trifecta. Yeah. Um and so like how's that? How's we still smash? That's right. Um and I mean I, I suppose like during that during that um, chapter, there was a lot of growth, a lot of things happening. Oh, totally. And then there's um, perhaps like you said, maybe is this an analogy of like stopping certain notes to be played? Like, is it sometimes you just have to like let something go and and let that progress in its own own manner? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you the the goal 
of a friendship. And the goal of any project really should just to be to to make everyone happy. Like you, your your interest has to be their interest, and you can't want something for someone else. And I feel like that's something we try and do for each other. That's something that like we we did for Alicia. Like he was at some point interested in pursuing something else in life, and that was. A super difficult time for us because we like we're like don't go you know like just yeah, it's holding on yeah. and it's hard to and it's hard to move forward in life and feel like you're missing something and i feel like this uh, this past album was like our first album without him and it was a challenging experience but i think like ultimately you can't you know humans eyes are in the front of their head and you have to just keep looking forward and looking to the future and 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 um we try to support each other and i want what he wants and, and he wants what i want and that's like that's where our head is at and it, and it's really an art of listening just like music is an art of listening it's true by friendship and french and so you can learn from one to the other and i think that that uh sometimes you you hear what you want to hear yeah sure totally and selective I, hearing yeah selective hearing and i think that it that uh i'm like Everyone, we need to be able to really hear each other and it was clear that, that you know he needed to just shift gears and really explore something and we wanted to give him our blessings and allow him to pursue that and not, not hold back in any way shape or form and vice versa so, so but the truth is that where we are now was because of that really special relationship that the three of us had together mm-hmm. and that that, uh, that was the that was the what's it called the uh, the board you jump off of the springboard. springboard yeah. Yes, that that Jeez. that that special trio, that special you know synthesis that we had all together was like a magnificent springboard for where we are now, and we, we're so grateful. You know, it was actually Alicia. Alicia and it was actually other. Alicia's brother that that initially encouraged us to take this thing seriously. Ari, yeah, Avi, Avi, yeah, Avi, Avi, Avi. Keep getting your toes, brother. Yeah, any time. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Avram, Avram. Uh, yeah. He heard like we had an iPhone recording. He's like, "You guys got to do, do this." Wow. Yeah, and I feel like everyone needs that in life. Was that still? But when he heard that, was that still a rock, like a Jewish rock band vibe, or was this already the Zusha feel? Like, did you? This is. So I think Judah Blue was more that was a rock chapter, band. Yeah, I think this was more reflective, and like now mystical, we're we're mist, yeah, reflective, misty. mystical, folky. and yeah. folky, and just like really, just like organic, grainy, and like yeah. just like let it be real whatever it is it's not like cover it up or put like pop filters on every vocal you know like right. let's, let's really let it let's produce an authentic sound that's real and that can affect people in a real way if it comes from a real place it goes to a real place but we, we wrote a song together the first time we met just boom so, that was, oh my god that's, 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 that's a keeper right there is that yeah, how you, so you found your wives like you just sit down like okay like really? do you and now I'm gonna start singing the tune <laughs> Under the moon, yeah, we married, yeah, okay, that's good. Does that work? That work? That's, that, 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 that's, 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 that's how it works. That's how I'm gonna work. That's I mean, are there are there certain musicians or artists or bands out there that have influenced your music? Um, that have a, a strong presence when you sit down to write or or springboard you into into the motion of the ocean that you're producing. Mm. Skymare K, it's a huge influence. Yeah. I've heard about this guy. <laughs> I want to meet him. His falsetto <laughs> is. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I've damaged my voice completely. Do you yeah. hear that rust? You know, uh, it's like 
but you go. Yeah, but that sells. That's a million bucks. Yeah, I damaged my voice for that. That's right. Me and Brad, Bradley Cooper. That's a million moments of singing in the wrong way to get to get to this point. Exactly. That's a thousand bar misses right there. And welcome, Mazel to Joey Menachem Shmuley Sir. One bar misses. One bar in my playbook. But yeah, no. Singing you is should be blessed to have many more investments. We have all sorts of influences all across the board. And that's kind of what's the, in, the music is kind of interesting like that because on one hand we have like this very, um, our spiritual, like our Jewish influences, like Rabbi Shlomo Kaabach and like just Hasidic Nigunim mm-hmm. that are just like interesting and intriguing. I think we have like an obsession of Hasidic Nigunim, especially me right now. I cannot stop listening. I, 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 especially the ones that people don't know yet. I'm like these Pittsburgh Nigunim. I'm like really deep in right now. Pittsburgh Nigunim. <laughs> But you balance that. <laughs> you balance that with like, like Bonnie, Bonnie Bear, Sukan Stevens, Marley and Sukan Stevens, wow. and the Beatles, and you're and just like, then, what am I? Eric Clapton, to? and then you, wow, of course, and Bach and Baroque music, and like. So, the, where does the non-Jewish music stop? Stop, and the Jewish music begin? Like, oh. Is it? Oh! You think it's gonna be funny games here? How are we going to the to the source of it all? Oh! What to say? On our next episode, we're gonna talk about yeah. Let's. I mean, yeah. You know. It's a great question. It's a great question. I like to think of like Jewish music as the soul, and all the music that exists in the world, call it Jewish, call it non-Jewish, whatever you want to call it, but all forms of music being like the vessel building. Like we take those, we take a little bit of reggae here, a little bit of Bach here, a little bit of jazz here, and you put that all together to contain the Jewish soul that we breathe, that we, that's, that you know, that animates us. But we're giving it vessels that are millennial. It's like the hands of Esau in the voice of Jacob. Oh, oh drop the mic! Shish. Because that's it. We're gonna close this episode right now. Right. The whole point. I feel like, and I think Shlomo feels the same way, is that we each had our, um, a unique Jewish upbringing where we were exposed to a lot of different things. And I feel like rather than sort of shut that whole part of our life out, to sort of find a way to, because we were attracted to that. And we loved, uh, personally, I love going to concerts and love going to festivals and that kind of stuff. And I feel like there's something powerful there. There's something very powerful about music. And if you could take elements of that, but in, in uh, but with a fundamental Jewish soul. Yeah, take the parts, make it Jewish. Like make it, make it reveal, not make it Jewish. Reveal, get rid of all the shells. Just mm. reveal the fruit of like there's holiness in everything, and you have to like know how to what to eat and what not to eat. And I feel like us listening to this kind of music is is our way of like trying to bring the best of the best to the Jewish people. It's like cuisine from around the world. It's like music from around the world. But it's like mom is talking about the holiest thing. It's like Izzy Smokehouse open up Taqueria. 
Right. It's probably one of the, like, you know, just like changes the whole Epicurean experience over here. Why do you think that? I mean, it's interesting you just brought that up. Um, like, why? Do, it seems like Crown Heights and chicken. Huh? Fried I haven't gone there. You haven't gone yet? Maybe we should go after. Game changer. We could, yeah. <laughs> I actually did this. It's going now. Forget this interview. <laughs> <laughs> we had Izzy on the podcast yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we, got all the, we got all the secret sauce. Mm. We got, oh, we went deep. We went deep. Yeah. Um, it's not enough, but like, what, what do you think that has the current high hospitality? It seems like a lot of inf- like quote unquote influencers or uh, people, personalities, singers, um, foodies come from, from this community. Why it's do you like think that is? in music, there was something called Tin Pan Alley. And that was like the record recording area where all the great composers, all the great musicians were just like really close in proximity and mm. tons of music started pouring out yeah. from Tin Pan Alley. So I feel like. In Jewish music, in Jewish creativity, in Jewish art, obviously, that everything starts from Yerushalayim. But from Yerushalayim, I feel like then it comes here, and then it goes to the world. Oh, wow. I spoke it like a true chassid. I feel like also Chabad is just global, and it's a very global mindset. And you have people from all over the world coming here, and people from here going all over the all, all over the world, and that kind of energy is just it's a like, global village. It's not there's, there's it's, we're all in one. The whole globe is one place. They want to explore. The Rebbe was like, go and explore the world, like partially for other people, but also for you. Like, reveal the Getlachkeit, right? Oh, totally. Bring reveal Jews the Getlachkeit around the world. Make it a home. You can go anywhere. Go to Venezuela. You can literally pop, like, and you can literally pop in anywhere and feel at home, right? Whether it's through the food, through the conversation, through just the atmosphere, the energy. Yeah. You're like, oh man, this, and, and then and then come back and here, and it's like all that concentrated. Or you could do. Of course, both. you have Zusha. Of course, you have Mayor Care. Of course, you have Izzy Spied Chicken. <laughs> and if one. you could do it, you could. And the crazy thing is, tonight we could do both at once. Like yeah. right now, our music is probably playing in Buenos Aires, and now our music is in Jerusalem. Over seventy countries. It's Over seventy nine countries, and we're right here. So mm-hmm. we're both affecting the globe, and we're affecting our community in the self same moment. And that's like the power of this internet. This internet ether mm. we're like all oh, it's, it's this whole world of internet interconnectivity which is already present in this revealed world but through this like the internet <laughs> the internet is the same as bonnie Bear. oh okay. because the internet has terrible things on it you can do terrible sure. things it's a tool. and you could do it's a tool it's a tool so i look at music the same way like i listen sometimes we listen to music just as like a means to understand what different people are doing so mm. that we can and Grim Nachman you know, like, says, like, you can listen, you, you want to know what's happening in the go- in the world of godliness, you have to hear what's being said in the streets of Edom. And like the capital and the capital of exile, you have to hear what's being said right there. And, and I believe the Rebbe, you know, in the Shechuna, we're in the, we're in the community, sure. he said that this is, New York is the capital of exile. And so by hearing what's happening in the streets of New York, we're also hearing what's happening in 360, 360 in the epicenter of the entire universe. Right. At the ever-expanding universe, we're hearing like a, 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 like a residue of what's actually taking place in the higher world. And one who has the ear to hear, one who's able, one who has like a godly sensitivity, is able to hear how what that really means on an inner essence. And I think that is so too is with everything in the world. Everything can be kosher. Everything can be even kosher things can become usher. And also, everything has everything in it. Yes, right, everything, everything everything is a mix. Everything. Oh. And so, so that's Lurian Kabbalah right there. Yeah, okay. It's Kalalus. This is Kalalus. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty face. It's just a podcast. Right? <laughs> Dude! <laughs> Slow down. Slow down. All right. This is, this is the only part one. Um, 
But there's, um, but I mean, also, okay, sorry, that Baruch Shem, but, it, but also, like you said, just like, why, okay, winding it back. Really but is. I guess it's also taking, right, the seeing the good in perspective and positive, positivity. That's bias. what it is. Very um, simple. Yeah. But you like, are, yeah. Like the Ishbitzer says, like, uh, in, in shorthand, basically, he says this powerful idea that he says, from the tree of, of good and evil, do not eat. But, but before that, if you read the verse right before, it says, from all, uh, eat from all, from all the trees of the field, eat, basically. From all the trees of a garden, eat. Period. Do not eat from the tree of good and evil. But he has a whole new reading of it. And eat also from the good. He says, eat from all the trees of the field and the good. And from the bad, do not eat from it. Meaning he, he breaks the verse differently. And he says that the purpose of... Our, our relationship, he says, when, when Messiah is going to come, we're going to see that like the whole time the real perspective was you can either eat from all the cheese of the field and the good and the bad do not eat from it, or you can eat from all the cheese of the field and the good of the tree of the Etzadas, but don't eat from the bad from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a deep idea. Maybe I'm not expressing right, but the point is. Yeah, so, yeah. I, mean, I think. No, no, please, please. No, what, what are you saying? I think what he's saying that there's good in every moment. There's good in every person. But people can right. choose to eat, consume. Like, uh, do we consume the good of that moment, or do we choose to consume the bad? It's like right. or the glass decide, is half full, half empty. Or you can decide, Everything. like, this is too confusing for me. I don't want to touch that. Like, some people are like. They section off certain parts of the yeah, world which or, they feel are sure, hyper. Or, or scares them, or, or maybe there's a fear there, or, or they've been told. But you're hundred, I, 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 I think you're echoing. But maybe Yavin, like if you if you're in touch enough with Hashem, then you can run around the world and, and just be in Kedusha all day long. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you if know. you're connected you with know. them. Yeah, yeah, I've been around. Yeah, they, 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 if the roots are you know, if they're connected, then of course yeah. you know, you can sway. Yeah, this roots are everywhere. Roots are everywhere. hundred percent. The um, so I mean, when was a big moment for you when you realized that Susha was on to another level? Like, when did it just realize, like, wait a second, this is not? I feel like every moment, it's like a re. We, we were like keep learning this because like, it's like every moment, like the, every moment that it continues is a validation that there's something here, you know. Yeah. So it's like a continual week by week, day by day. Every time we have a meeting, we're we're, we're realizing how special this is and how. But also how much responsibility that is, and like let's let's take it on, let's take let's take what what's coming our way, and let let's let's give as much as we can. Let's you know some people live in the world and and uh, and they're taking from the world. Some people they're hoping that by the time they exit the world, they're giving to the world. Like when a baby's born, their hands are clenched, and the person passes, their hands are open. Mm-hmm. So the sages teach that that means that that a baby's born with so many things t- in their hands that they're holding, that they have, they have in their in their domain. But really, the goal of life is to to eventually have given it all out. So, mm-hmm. like, we have this shopping cart. Zisha has Zach and I in this in this project called Zisha. Um, it, it's like an, it's like uh, we have a shopping cart filled with all this potential for amazing music and and educational, you know, wisdom and and like supernal wisdom to share that we've been gifted that we've learned and and new, new melodies of our own melodies that we love that people have never heard and we're able to like give it all out and so much more that's just the surface you know weddings and all sorts of things we have so much to share but we still just started giving it out you know we've only been giving oh. out for five years just just we want to be giving time. it out for 120 oh i mean mr shem i mean this is year five of 150 120 yeah oh, oh yeah god that's, willing that's a long time that's a, yeah. <laughs> Zach's like oh let's, let's, i'm already 28 uh, <laughs> it's like one year at a time like, yeah. 140 years. anyway 
Sick yeah. music. Sick no, music. the healthy <laughs> attitude is to feel like you know, like Slomo says. Do you ne- you never feel like I feel like even the most successful people, and even it's probably even more so f- for that kind of person. They just never feel like they've made it, and they're constantly trying to reinvent the, the mm. themselves and what they're doing. It's true. I think once you, I think fixating yourself on a certain place never ne- never satisfies any artist. I think. I mean, I, I know I fall for that mistake as well. Where it's just like, okay, when I get here, and you get there, and it could be whether it's whether it's with, with money or with with likes, which should be more valuable than money in this day and age. Uh, but like, it's like okay, <laughs> it's like with money you buy the likes, and all that. But like you get there, it's like that. But it's, but when you, I think realize when I realize that it's it's less about that, right? It's less about you know, creating throughout, but like really just expressing self and just like every time just being in this one song in this one moment and just whatever we, whatever's being done right now is it's all that matters. Right. Then, it, then, then I get lost. I get, I get less lost in, in just the chase and just, and just well, being well, some people like, you know, if they ask them why they do something, it's like, Oh, I want to make, you know, be successful and to make a lot of money. So you got to ask yourself, like, what if you had all the money in the world, then what do you want to do? And then do that now. And then let's say it's music. So then mm-hmm. the truth is like, you know, we're successful every time we play a concert because that's like if I had, if we had all the money in the world, we'd just be going around playing music. So I feel like every time we play, it's like, oh, you know, we made it. Yeah. Some people wait their whole life to figure yeah. out what it is that they would do once they get there. Right. But like if you are, if you're already existing there and you bring your there to here, then here and there, one thing, you get that's incredible when do we when what do you think people get a lot like where does people get that confusion lost they never stop they don't have shabbos they don't have one day of rest where they stop the whole digital thing and they just detox there's a movement called digital detox um actually the person who started it it's called shabbos (laughs) in other words (laughs) and digital detox is called shabbos basically uh, but they got they got an idea. I mean, they came out with it like five thousand seven hundred and seventy something years late. But <laughs> we thought it's, it's it, when the world was created, it was created with a digital detox before digital before the digital world was created. Mm. So when the world was created, it was already ready to go. That there should be this day. Everything's all right, and God Himself needs the day. God Himself wants it. You know. So like you know. So point is, is that that digital detox. While it slows down one's concurrency of like things going on, moving and keep like, point is, it's like if someone would never sleep, then they would never be able to wake up and do more. But everyone values that you need like four to six to eight hours of sleep, right? So if everyone values that you need to take a stop, so why don't we do that on a weekly level? There should be like a sleep of the week, which is Shabbos. Shabbos is a sleep of the week where you just like put your head down for a little bit from all that our head was involved in. We open our head to a new world, a world of dreaming, a world of realizing actually during sleep what happens is we're processing all that took place. So too, when you stop, you're able to process all that took place, all that information, all the things that happened, just like integrate. And then you reintegrate into that world as a newly integrated person. All that you've received is now integrated. Then you reintegrate your new self into the world and you can give so much more. Mm-hmm. And like that's what the world doesn't have. And if they would have that, I feel like, meaning like a weekly stopping point. Where it's like they put aside all that they've done, they realize that they've done enough. All that you've done is enough. And then you live in that world of completion, of wholeness. And rather than living, like Zach's saying, where you always feel lack, always feel like you're deficient, you're never there. But if you allow you to, yourself to feel like you've gotten there, and then to go back, okay, I have still to do it. And then, but now I'm there. And then, 
that's really healthy. That's real growth. That's how, just like the body functions health, mm. healthfully when it gets to sleep. The body did enough for one day. You go to sleep. You wake up. Oh, I have so much to do. I did everything. And it's so healthy because that, that just like everyone values sleep, they should really value Shabbos. And if the world values Shabbos, especially if the ambassadors of light of the world value Shabbos, then, then I think the world would be in a complete place, a redeemed world. Mm-hmm. So when you guys wake up and go to sleep, I mean, all you guys really breathe and do is music and Zushan and, and creating Yeah, stuff. we do nothing else. Yeah, nothing else. What is else? <laughs> if you weren't doing this in your life right now, what would you be doing? That's fine. One more time. One more time. Slow. Okay. Shabbos. I will slow Shabbos. If you weren't doing, if you weren't living Zosha, if you weren't creating music and performing and, and sharing this beautiful being and, and purpose that what you are, what, what, what would you be doing? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Because like, I, the truth is, like I, could, like, I could see myself doing a few different, a bunch of different things, but like, could I do that on a consistent basis? Like, would I be able to go and every single day and do that and be like, oh, you know, this is, mm-hmm. you know, this is life, you know? Yeah. I think I was confused as a child. and <laughs> be like, what am I going to do when I grow up? And in my one of my yearbooks, it's like, you're most likely to play guitar. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Like a, it was inevitable. I think I it's wrote like, it. One thing, thing that that's interesting for me and for us to think about is like, you know, part in addition to like playing music, we're teaching people that the dreams that you have as a kid, they're actually possible. And it's just because it seems ridiculous, like you can still you can still go for you it. Can literally, you're literally playing guitar yeah. and, and live, making a living off it, supporting your, your wife yeah. and child and, you know, and yeah. living your life. People tell me I couldn't do what I'm doing now. And you're also supporting Shalom, which is so nice. You Thank know? you, <laughs> It's just so nice. <laughs> but, but truly, though, isn't that like it's, it's ridiculous. I know. I mean, there are kids today who, you know, growing up like, oh, stop playing video games. And then just literally these kids are making millions of dollars playing video games. I mean, yeah. obviously, everything has its context and, and its purpose. But like. Truly, right? To, to, if you have a passion, spend time on that passion. You don't know what it means. Essentially, what people do is they say, turn off your real self so that what the world requests of you can come to life. Mm-hmm. Like the golem that the world wants of us. Like this, what would you, how do you translate golem? Like this, um, this being, clay, this creature, this, this yeah, clay creature, this thinking. formed creature, societally <laughs> formed creature of self is created. And people let that like arise from the dead and then they actually essentially just die. die. They turn themselves off. They go. They go to. They go to. They hibernate for the entirety of their lives. So we decided, like, we're not going to do that. We're going to interinclude ourselves into our lives and let ourselves be present in our lives and like let that shine. And if it means telling someone, then you know I'll be a meaningful person. And if not, like, okay, I, I did what I was at least supposed to do here because only I have that calling. No one else will ever have the same calling that another person has. So the the little voice that I have, the little Aleph. The, little a a little thing inside of me that's voicing these thoughts and ideas like i'm the only one who has that unique perspective and if i were to shut that off that is killing my individuality oh and slaughter and you're even and you're even shutting down a piece of the world yes like you're just like literally just darkening and that's my godliness i'm actually shutting out my godliness and that's why i think the rebbe was not into that he was not into slaughtering the 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 inner voice no he wanted to, to live. He's about the individual. He's about the individual and let your individuality shine with gedlachai, with godliness. Like why? You thought they're, two, they're one thing. Your personality is godly. 
Yeah. It's not godliness and your personality or your work self and your personality. Like you are one person with many facets, yeah. like and a even, diamond. Right. And one even more than that, don't don't shy away from the world. Don't like put yourself in a cupboard or even even a base measures all day and but rather share that with the world in, in, in any fashion that may, may be, right? Well, I would, I would oh, say okay. if you do. I, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, I, I, saw, I saw someone just jump out of his chair like, oh, on that note, though. No, because. Yeah. No, because I was going to say that, that the Reb himself, before he had his global message, he also was in seclusion. Like he had his, right. he had his hibernation. Pastor Sean, I wouldn't even say like right, staying in cold, like doing. That's I think. It's a I think, thing as I well. think that that it can't, um, it can't be one or the other. There has to be a, a time, like for the for the for the Baal Shem Tov, it was on his thirty sixth birthday. That was his time where he went from being a, 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 a habit. No, what's the word? A person who's into the like. Uh, there's a word for it. A person is all alone, like does their own thing. Yeah. A, oh, yeah. a, a, a hermit. A hermit. A hermit. He went from it. Definitely wasn't a hobbit. <laughs> Not a hobbit. <laughs> Just after, before JJ. Our confirmed. Yeah, yeah. No, the the the, 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 Shemto, the I think the appropriate word is a hermit. Like yeah. he had like a to himself. No one really knew what his story was. Right. He had his he hidden secluded, story. Right. He was living. But at life. a certain point, he had with his teachers. He had special teachers for ten years. It was from twenty six to thirty six, I believe. Yeah. He had a special time where he was like he was. Pre- preparing himself to be open and share his message in a healthy, real way that would effectively change the face of the globe. Mm-hmm. So, I think what you're saying is that it's your individual self-growth is not the, the prime importance of coming to the world. It's really, you know, a large part of your growth is, and what your mission is, is, is community-based. Yeah. Yes, and but helping, that's like Jacob. Helping, helping people around you. Jacob yes. insulated himself. Whatever that might be. For 14 years. Yes. But then once he left that insulated Torah world, Torah, shame and Ava world of Torah and prayer, and God in it, like he just, he, then it went into the world and he was faced with, how do I relate to every type of person that you could possibly imagine? All the crookedness that have never, that have been sheltered from. So there has to be this point of engagement. For some people it's all the time. For some people there's a stage of preparation and, and preparing something and harnessing, cooking something and then taking that out of the oven. Totally. That's absolutely true. So, um, <laughs> totally. <laughs> you just blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, my God. I did, I did want to say really quick that I, I saw something cool on YouTube. Yeah. Jim Carrey. You oh, Jim Carrey? Though? I love Do I, do, oh, I, do I love Jim Carrey? His graduation yeah, speech. Man. He said something extremely powerful, which was that his father, yes, what made him so into, into comedy, what made him take the dive, was that his father was also extremely funny, funnier than him, he says. And he decided not to pursue that and he got like a regular job and he did that for a little bit and then he got fired. And Jim was like, well... I call him Jim. We're on a first name. <laughs> yeah, the voice. First yeah. name basis. JC. Yeah. I call him Carrie. <laughs> um, yeah, different JC. Yeah, yeah. But he, he's like, my dad tried to do something he didn't love and he failed at it. So meaning that, uh, why don't I try and try and do something that I love? Because either way, I could fail at it. If I'd rather I, fail at what I want to I do, do than yeah, fail at what I don't, I don't yeah. even want to do in the first place. Yeah. Correct, 100%. So people, we asked before, is like people aren't risky enough in life. People are very... Like Gary V. Gary <laughs> V. You're not risking it, dude! <laughs> 
It's that it's also risky <laughs> enough, but also I think it's also from a very young age. And we talked we, we talked about it a bit. People, their dreams get stifled. They get they're yeah. told that it's impossible. Right. If and you're in it, your early twenties, <laughs> yeah, you should be failing, making mistakes. Failing, making mistakes is not the time to settle. <laughs> right. I think all the microphones just exploded. <laughs> like we're literally just speaking like... right now. All they hear is. <laughs> Okay, the Brian, guy, our sound guy, just nodding his head, is like, "Oh God, <laughs> these like, guys." I'm sorry, I, I don't know what Gary these because I said that people do. <laughs> what, Gary, no, but, uh, Gary's a, Gary's a incredible. He's a, he's definitely I I I gain a lot from his from his way of being and his sharing. Yeah, he's awesome. The first Jew, the first message is go explore the world. Yeah. Go lech lecha, but go to you lech lecha, go into yourself. Oh, sure. Oh. So not only leave your own comfort zone, but also leave and leave yourself and find yourself. Yes. Yeah, leave the self that people have told you you are and enter the self which only you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just speaking over with, even with uh, Rabbi Shay's Tab, the idea of, of taking time to speak to oneself. You know, we were... It's we were, Yeah, literally, exactly. Just going out there and speaking to, to the Abba, to the creator who's out there, but also to the creator who's within ourselves. The peace, we all have a piece of God to really look deep yeah. and, to, and to connect with our own essence and, and to discover what that looks like. Part of his spoken is there's a speaking the, self, there's a the thinking the self, there's the action, the dancing self. Yeah. Part of the power of his spoken is is that you're hearing just like you're writing something. It's that in your mind things aren't aren't clarified, and it's like sort of this vague idea of what you may or may not. My feel. question to that is, is though, how do you know? Because we have so many voices inside ourselves, right? How do you know which one is exactly. the truth? Exactly, the one that you say, the one that you say out loud, the one you write down on a piece I would, of paper. I would say that's not a hundred percent where I, where I'm at. Okay. It is. Because no, because <laughs> thought, speech, and action are the Lavushe Hanefesh. They're only adornments of yourself. Mm-hmm. They're only clothing, meaning you could take off a thought and put a new thought on. It's a garment. So that's not yourself. You could take off, you could put different words in your mouth. So those words clearly don't define you because your words are replaceable, are, are uh, exchangeable. And likewise, action. Sometimes I'm sleeping, sometimes I'm... So what is self? Self can't be based on the actions that people see. Mm-hmm. can't be based on the words that people hear. And even my own thoughts, it, sometimes I'm not thinking or sometimes I'm dormant. Like, so there's a part of self that seeps deeper than my thoughts, speech, and action. And that's the real self. And it is expressed in all of those mediums and thoughts, speech, and action. But it's not limited to. And that's why, like, let's say one of the holiest, most powerful experiences is going to the mikvah, is going to the ritual bath, is just dunking in water, immersing 100% of yourself into this this medium Body. called water that yeah. just dissolves. It dissolves everything that you thought you were, and you exit, and then you can be something brand new. And that's why you take off all your garments, because we think we are the person that, like this is, who you, people think I am this guy. The perceived long by time. the exterior of who you are, how you show up. Yes, right? but that's the exterior of my identity, and so is thought, speech, and action. There's an interior person, there's an interior self that's not our thoughts, that's not our action, and not our speech. And that's why every week we're growing with new thoughts, new speech, and action. And you're right now stepping into a new chapter where you're sharing your essence with somebody else. You're getting married in a few short weeks, kind yes. of like, uh, bless you, um, which is very, and Zach, you just got married not too long ago. I think I have a child, which is so beautiful. And um, was it difficult for you to um, to date as, as as the people that you are? I mean, you're, you're you know, I'm many celebrities, but you guys are well, very well known. Was it hard to find somebody a, a, a half and then also to like, and to share them like, or, or to, to break through that Zusha, you well, know, anyone who has in, in her eyes, like if they see me as the exterior projected self that is through all these projectors and screens and visages, then 
that would be hard for that person to get to know me, but that's that's because of their own limitations. But Baruch Hashem, I found someone who has inner eyes, who can see in a deeper way, and who wants to get to know the person within, and who, who the the person that is beyond all of those mirrors and images and, and whatever people think I am. You know, mm. that that is a part of who I am, but it's not what I'm limited to. Right. It's an expression, but it's not all of me. Right. And Zach, you're, you pretty much well, married a fan. Pretty much. <laughs> no, I did too. No, she's, I'm not saying that she's yeah. not a fan. She's... I met my wife at a concert. Oh, pretty much. Right. Yeah. She, was, it, she didn't know who I was. She's like, who are you? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you filling in for? Yeah. Right. Oh, that's, I, that's actually, my, my, my soon-to-be wife, my Kala, my bride, my holy bride. Uh-huh. Beloved Brad, she actually gave me a blessing three years ago at a show that I should find my college. She essentially self-described herself as the. She's, she's giving me a blessing. Subliminally she, she, she put she's some like, seeds in that took some time to grow, and yeah. it's like wait a second. But you never know when your blessings come true, so yeah. it's worth. Giving, she gave a blessing that I should find that person, and she liked me. I know right. her blessing came true to her. I have this conversation with like other musicians. <laughs> I used to not want to marry a fan because I feel like me yeah, I don't want them to like me for for the music. Sure. But in retrospect, like I, you know, I'm so happy that I married a fan, and I think it's important because you want your wife to support you do, and if she loves the music, sure. that's an amazing thing. Yeah. She'll let you do. She'll never let you leave. She'll allow you to always be that. She hates your music. You're in trouble. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> Enough that's of that ruckus. Get a real job. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, it's actually really. That's unhealthy. a real thing. It's actually. So I had to truth. come to the same. That that could realize in his own way. I had to realize my own way, and it's really a big privilege that uh, we are at this point. I think that. They say that up until a person is married, they're only half of who they are. They're only yeah. half a body. Mm. So I think that it's anything that we that will achieve from this point on is going to be more complete, more whole, more integrative. Uh, it's a better offerance to others, you know. And for those who are listening, because I know the wives and the future wives, no, no. But what's something quickly uh, as re- something that the world, the, the fans, people don't know about you until the sequel, right? Oh, until but of course, then there'll be some new things. But <laughs> Zach, you go first on Shlomo. What's something? Uh, what? Give Wait, me one more time. One something, more time. Something, something that people don't know about you. What's something that we don't know about you? I feel like people know everything. About actually, you. Yeah, well, everything. I actually don't know media. Zach's favorite color. <laughs> oh, okay. Red. No, I don't know. Give me something else. Give me. Oh, you go first. Give me something easy. Give me something no. easy. No, you may not know that I love pottery. I love to make pottery, and if I. It's a good one. And in Shem, I uh, I look forward to to making pottery again. In high school, I made so much pottery that like uh, I almost got a scholarship for pottery. What? Yeah. Oh um, what can't you do? <laughs> and um, and I and I like for years afterwards, I was kind of like dishing out pottery for like wedding presents, like handmade gift, like a homemade gift. So I really miss pottery, and I look forward to re exploring that. And maybe it'll make its way to Zusha, maybe not. Yes. Either way, Hashem, I'll, ha- I'll be able to have like a pottery studio yeah. alongside a music studio, a pottery studio in my house. Wow. I need two studios and then I need a base midrash. Of course. <laughs> Zacho. I don't know. Zach's a chef. Zach's a chef. I like to cook. That's it. That's the one. You don't have to be so shy, honey. That's Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. You find yourself in the kitchen a lot? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm an amazing cook. You want to open a restaurant one, restaurant one day? day. Like, not later. All right. 50, 60, you know, like. Listen, let's, let's down the line. Show. In 50 yeah. seconds from now. Yeah. So we'll, we'll host the next, the next podcast, hopefully then before then, but in, in the restaurant, we'll like, you know, yeah, look yeah. back at this time. And say, oh, all the, all the materials things. were made from me. Right? <laughs> I'll make the, all the materials. You fill it with food. It's not bad. It's just restaurant. Yeah. Homemade. What would they serve? It's Everything is authentic. Be yourself. No one else can. Let us know in the comments below, guys. What would this restaurant serve? What type of plates? Give us some. Someone make an Etsy. Round or no? Not Etsy. What's the medium where people put Pinterest? Make a Pinterest board of what you want me to make in ceramic. Pinterest below. I only do pottery though. Only the wheel, not just like random play things. Only on that spinning wheel. That's my only specialty. <laughs> and we have to give off, of course, a lots of love towards um, our sponsors. Your, your sponsors. <laughs> the creators! The uh, to the creator, to Hashem, bring us all together, to Patil, your manager. Yes! Uh, to his a, wife. What, to his wife. To, to, the, the, to, the, to the nameless one that's coming to the world soon. Oh, man. God willing. Wow, the, the, the Zusha family Shout is, is growing. I actually brought a list with me. If you, if you're getting Academy Awards right now, the Grammys. I'd love to come back again. We should do this more often. Yeah, yeah. we could do you know, the weekly sessions, you know. With, yeah. um, it's totally cool. down. It's guys, this is beautiful. I'm leaving, you know, energized. As I always, every time I sometimes bump into you guys in the street, there's always a few words touching me. But literally, but yeah, yeah, like. Bump, yeah, literally, we literally bump into yeah, each other. And like it's slow uh, cooked. This is a slow cook. This was nice. Food. This was marination, and we really yeah. seeped in a little deeper than usual. And it's always a pleasure to it's sit just, down with yeah. you guys. For Chef Achan, just a flow of life. Next time we got a Joe Rogan ma- a marathon going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> can I, can I yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan is a runner? No. 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 Oh. And on that note, we will yes. end this podcast. Dude, you, got your, you got homework to do, Shlomo. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast with Zusha. Thank you, Zusha, for sharing with us and being part of this podcast. And hey, for all your video needs, check out munchmedia.net. They're doing it all from docs, music videos, corporate commercials, whatever you need. They're their one-stop shop video production company. And, of course, big shout-out to Yona Tease. Dot com for all your fun Jewish apparel from uh, t-shirts, sweaters, stickers, from quotes to verbatim. They got it all. And like I mentioned, if you uh, check out with MayorK15, with the code MayorK15, you'll be able to save 15% off your order. So be sure to check that out as well. Friends, thank you so much for coming through. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe, rate it, share it, give you any value. And please come through next week, Monday. That's right. Monday is no better way to kick off the week with a great day podcast. So until then, stay positive, be happy. I'm Mayor Kay, and have a great day.